Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hey, T, welcome back. Hey, Alicia, girl, how you doing? It's good to be back on the air with you as well as our most faithful listeners. Hey, everybody. Yes, T is back. I'm excited. You know, it's not like hard to do the show by yourself. It'd be so like, it's, I feel so like I'm missing something. <laughs> I know the feeling. Like, who am I talking to? Where's my sidekick? Hey, it's like a I'm whole different something. feel. Yes, yes. I feel like I'm missing something. But I love it. I love that you're back. I love that you are feeling better. Welcome to Let's Chat, y'all. Y'all, nine, y'all know that last year, child, we did the authors versus uh actor celebrity basketball interview, right? We had the authors and the actors on. Last year, mm-hmm. the authors, they, you know, they, they put the beat down on them. The authors won. <laughs> and so we're gonna ha- we're having them back this year. Today, we're going to do the authors. Next Friday, we're going to do the actors. And so I'm excited. Uh, I believe the coach for the actors is Angie Stone. I'm not sure if she's going to be able to call in today. I hope so. But if not, I will definitely see her um, at the game. Mm-hmm. But we have the fabulous author um, and publisher, Sean Sinclair, uh, Omar Tyree, Jaquan, um, Houdini from And One, Robert 50 mm-hmm. Martin, and Alonzo A.J. Miles. You know, they were all on the team last year, so they're going to come back. You know, they're talk- they going to be talking. Mad mm-hmm. Talking that so trash. I'm excited. Yeah, they're going to be talking <laughs> trash. So I'm excited to see what they have for us today. We are celebrating mm-hmm. our 200th episode, uh, which is today. But I think we're going to celebrate the rest of May. <laughs> 
Why not? We earned it. <laughs> Absolutely. I think we're going to celebrate the West rest of May. I don't know if we're going to give a giveaway. I know I'm giving away books. Um, shout out to PT, um, Pastor Torrey Roberts. He has his um, new book that's out called Wholeness. I have two copies to give away. Um, so we mm-hmm. will be giving away those copies. And um, I don't know. Let me see what else I have in my in my um, basket of treats. And yeah. I'm sure and you got some goodies stowed away, Lee. You probably got some goodies you don't even remember you got, girl. <laughs> yeah, let me see what I got. I got to see what I got in my basket of treats. Let me see what I got <laughs> for y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you got know. something. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I always try to keep a little something. You know, like your grandma used to do. She used to keep them little snacks, especially at church. And she used to have them mm-hmm. little. Um, my grandmother used to have. Well, my great grandma used to have them linums. I don't know how to pronounce them. Them little cough mm-hmm. drops that taste like candy. But she always mm-hmm. would have a little something in her purse. <laughs> I know, and also like around the holidays, you have like a gift closet in case somebody kind of pop up you with something, and you don't want to appear. Oh, well, here, this is for you. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, got something. Absolutely. <laughs> so we we gonna we gonna do a little something um, before the end of the month. I think we'll Absolutely. probably do it on the. Thirty uh, first. Let's see, because we got the AANBC Awards coming up in June. We have the. Um, Atlanta Expo, yeah. Author Expo coming up in June. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Um, mm-hmm. July, we got Essence. We got the Atlanta Kickback. We're about to be full steam ahead. Absolutely. And also this week, just right around the corner, we have the Hustle and Grind Book Fair. And that's going to be in, in Michigan where you can find your girl, Alicia. She's going to be in attendance. That yes. looks like it's going to be an awesome thing, Leash. Absolutely, it is. I'm so proud of Miss Michelle. Um, she is working really, really hard. I will be there. I'll have my publisher hat on. So I'll be there representing Reese World Publishing uh, mm-hmm. and Les Jet. And I'll be there with author Byron Carey. He's going to be there with both of his books. So I'm excited mm-hmm. um, for him to be able to have this experience because Book events are very important. Not only do you get to network at a book event, but if it's the right mm-hmm. kind of book event, you're positioned in front of readers, um, book clubs. Anything that positions you in front of a reader in a book club is very beneficial. So mm-hmm. I'm excited um, for him to be able to have that experience. Mm-hmm. And it's a totally different experience, Leash, when you're actually in the presence of an author you know, first of all, you are your walking business card, and you actually get to interact with the people that actually hold your material, hold your babies in their hands, and they and those are also the people that are leaving you reviews. So it's always good to, to get up close and personal in any way you can to get to meet the authors that you love and even some that you don't know, that you're unfamiliar with. Get to know their work because they put so much hard work into part, trying to put books into the hands of readers. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's called the hustle and grind for a reason. You know, Miss Michelle Moore, she is the owner um, of Hood Books, but also she is an author. She's been an author for many years. She's got that mm-hmm. old school hustle and grind for books. She remembers going to New York and hustling her books on a corner, you know, before mm-hmm. there were ebooks, mm-hmm. and so she has 
taken this event, and she's did old school and mixed it with a little new school, and I love it. Uh-huh. So there's going to be a book event. This is an all-day thing, y'all. So it's going to be a book event from 12 to 6, and then from 6 to whenever, because they parties at Hood Books, so <laughs> 6 to whenever, there is going to be the grind, where they will have uh-huh. book clubs there, readers there, authors. You can buy your books. You can have books that will be sold inside of the store. So it will be inside her bookstore. It will go from the uh, the venue to her bookstore. So, you know, mm-hmm. her book events are always, always awesome. You never know who's going to be in the building. And then she got these mm-hmm. wings and these jello shots. <laughs> now, I don't know about the jello shots because I don't drink jello shots or eat jello shots. I don't know. Um, but I mm-hmm. hear that they're good. <laughs> okay. You may have to try one, Leash. <laughs> I hear that they're they're very good and very strong. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, but she got these wings, oh. child. They are awesome. They they like some they they something serious. It's like crack. The, the, her chicken wings. I want. I'm like, what what is this? They are like the best wings. I don't know where now you just talking about these wings, girl. I have wet yet to taste one. I got to make sure she has one with my name on it because every time I hear you talk about these wings, it it, it I'm I'm like I'm ready to dive in. You know, a good wing is hard to find. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. A good chicken wing, girl. Yes, some fried chicken. A good fried chicken wing is so hard to find. Everybody say they got them, but they ain't got them. They ain't mm-hmm. got them. So yeah, hard. I can't wait so to try I'm it. Excited. Yes, I'm excited. Uh-huh. Have my wings right to the. I told her just put my wings to the side because they'd be the first <laughs> things to go, you know. So, but it's I'm going bad. down. Yes, it is going down. If you're in the Detroit area, book clubs, avid readers, come out, come out. It's going down. Brendan Ham- Brenda Hampton, Quan, Michelle, C. and Phillips. Blacktop, Raquel Williams, um, Danielle Bigsby, Danielle Bigsby is going to be in the building, um, Shadris Denise, Donna B is going to be in the building, wow. April is going to be in there. the building, Joe Awesome, um, mm-hmm. Jay Summers, Brian Brown, Akia Brown. I mean, it's going down. There's so many authors that are going to be there, known, new. I mean, Sean Sterling. So it's going down. It's going to be a great book event, um, especially for the Detroit area because they have a few, but they don't have um, many. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, like Lee said, it's going down May 19th, the first part, which is a hustle. That's going to be noon to 6. And actually, the address, Lisa, let's give them the address. It's 2326 East 7 Mile. That's the first part of it, the hustle from noon to 6. And the grind is right after that. And it's just going to be at 2407 East 7 Mile. That's from 6 until whenever, Lisa, because they'd be ready to get down. Ain't no telling when yeah. they're going to end that up, Lisa. So if you can't get to the first part, no worries. Just head on down the street to the book club where the party will continue. Awesome. That should be great. Shout out to Miss Moore as well. 
Absolutely. I'm excited. We're going to take a brief break. We'll be back with these fabulous authors. We're going to talk that talk about this celebrity basketball game put on by the girls who brunch, the fabulous Nicola Mitchell. She is always, always, always an advocate for young girls. She mm-hmm. puts these, these brunches on um, state to state. She is an author. She's a speaker. Um award-winning author, if mm-hmm. I, I should oh. add, a blogger. So oh. it's, like, exciting that she takes time out to always honor and think about girls, young girls mm-hmm. that, that need to be loved on. And she does some everything through her events. So if you ever have mm-hmm. a chance to support or go to and attend her events, please do. Make sure you guys come out to the um, Celebrity Basketball Game. If you are in the Atlanta area, I'm excited about this game. I went to the game last year, so I will be there this year rooting for the Mm -hmm. authors, rooting for the authors. (laughs) The coaches will be (laughs) Angie Stone and Clifton Powell. Um, She's going to have performances by Kimani, Miles Fairley, and Suevo, I think, I think. Mm going to be at the Adamsville Recreation Center, 3201 MLK Drive, Southwest in Atlanta. Um, tickets are $15, but make sure you guys come on out and support the Girls Who Brunch. It's a tour weekend. She's always making sure that she um, gives something back to the community. Mm, should be a great event, so make sure you guys come out and support and have some fun while y'all at it. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, I was just saying this, child, I was just saying, I don't have fun anymore. I'm always, like, working, and I'm like, that's, I'm going to have to do something about that. I'm going to have to do something about that, because I am. I'm always working. I'm always doing something for somebody else. You ever get that, mm-hmm. where you always just doing oh, something yeah. for somebody else? All the time, girl. <laughs> All the so, time. Got to have some fun. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm excited. We got the authors up in here. They put the snack down on the actors last year. We're going to see what's going on this year. We're going to take a brief break, and we will okay. be right back. Let's hit you with some of this Miko. I wait. He has a new album coming out, so I'm waiting for the new album. But let's hit you with some of this old school Miko. Don't lie, 
a bird thing. Club all we like it's a workplace. Shake it, shake it, shake it with she on the floor. She ain't rushy, but she turn them like the freaks down. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. I am Miss Felicia. You know I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left. The fabulous Miss Tony Chow. We got these authors up in here that are going to be part of the actors, the authors versus actors celebrity basketball game, which is going to be on the 26th of May here in Atlanta. I'm excited. Last year the authors put the smackdown on. Let's see what they're going to do this year, this time. <laughs> <laughs> right mm-hmm. now we have the fabulous Robert Fifty Martin and Sean St. Clair. They are coming to kick it with us in the chat room. Welcome, fellas. Hey, how What's you going? going on? How you doing? Hey, hey, hey! Don't come up in here with no deep voices. Welcome to the chat room, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to come in here sounding like Barry White and things. <laughs> Who is that with the Eddie Murphy laugh? <laughs> That's probably that's probably yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right now. Welcome, fellas. Yeah. Welcome. We want you guys to just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, um, the work that you do, um and the position you play and how you got connected with girls who brunch. We'll start with Robert. Oh uh, well, you know, I played for the M one school, played overseas, you know, been all over the world and you know. I'm just excited about doing this game again. Uh, we beat them. We beat the. Uh, we beat the actors last year, so I guess they're getting revenge. So we're gonna bring them, bring it to them again this year. So I want everybody to come out and uh, watch, watch this big game. Part two. And Sean. Yeah, Sean Sinclair. Of course, I'm a creative and founder against Erotica. I got involved with this Girls Who Brunch tour because I know Miss Nicola. And she's always doing good for the community, so anytime there's a chance for me to give back, I'm there. Had so much fun last year whipping up on the actors with all those glamour monsters that we decided to come back and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, Sean, we know you are an author. You got that nasty gangster pen. You got to let us know what you've been mm-hmm. cooking in your creative kitchen since the last time you've been in the chat room. Uh, I just released a month ago, I just released a sequel to Skin Deep which is another part of the Gangsta Erotica series. It's part two in a three-part series. of Skin Deep is pretty much about uh, the story continues where the young lady who was a supermodel, she fell for the wrong guy, which was her treacherous boyfriend mentally. And part one, it ended where she was got arrested by the police for something that he did. And part two picks up right where that left off. So she's in prison as long as, as well as he in prison as well. So 
So it tells about her journey in prison and how she thrives and crawls and gets back to the top of the modeling industry. So, yes, it's really hot, getting rave reviews all over. Can't keep them in stock. So if you haven't got your copy yet, go to penpenpublishing.com and purchase yours or go to Amazon.com. Absolutely, okay. I love it. Sounds good. I love Sounds it. Good. And we got we got mm-hmm. Jay Juan up Jay Juan up in here. I don't know why I keep calling him Jay Juan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll be we can tear a name up up in here. So don't charge it to our mind, our heart. Charge it to our mind because we show can tear tear a name up. Because I don't know why I keep calling you that. <laughs> How are <Hello>. you? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fine. How are you That's doing tonight? Can you hear that, please? Hello? Jay Wan? Jay Wan, you... Is your phone on mute? Uh, he'll come on in. He'll come on in a minute. He'll come on in a minute. We're going to keep it rolling. So he is ready. Okay, okay. okay, so tell us what position you guys play. Um, and And... We know that Robert plays M1. What position do you play um, in this celebrity basketball uh, game, as well as what position do you play in um, M1? I play all positions. Oh. Wherever you want to play. Which one do you master? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you play them all. <laughs> I master all of them. Oh, cool. <laughs> he said, I'm multi-talented. I I could cross. I'm cross. I'm able to go everywhere. All right, all right. So you play yeah, every we've position. We've been playing thirty. We've been playing thirty-seven years. You play, you play anywhere. So. But, but do you master I know that, one? I know. I, I know. That, I know that. Yeah, I know they better be ready to get this beat down again. So you know, all right, yeah. all right, all right. And Sean, what position are you playing? I played the O on the court. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Hey, oh. I'm like AI, right? That's another show. <laughs> That's a whole other show. <laughs> we got something for you, though, for that other show, though. <laughs> but go ahead. Continue. Oh, I'm, I'm like AI. I'm the smallest guy on the court, so I need to be playing point guard, but I'm the best shooter, so I wanna, I'm a two guard. All right, now, number two. All right. Now, number I think he's in second place. Right, he said nothing but net coming from him. Nothing but net. So so y'all many, better be on y'all points, defense. How many points you want us to give him? You want us to spot him, want, want us to spot him 20 or 30? Yeah, we'll spot about 20. Hey, 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 hey. I just got off the phone with an actor just now. <laughs> hey, it's Jaquan. It's Jaquan. I just got off the phone with an actor right now. We just came to terms that uh, they're only going to get 25 points this time. Oh, it's okay. 25. Yeah, well, yeah. Last time we gave him nineteen. No, no, no. We okay. gave him nineteen last time, but to keep yeah. it like kind of close, we're gonna write in the script that they have to follow. We're gonna give them a couple <laughs> more points because last year they just got beat bad. They yeah, did. They, they did. They got. They got stepped on just quite a bit. Hey, um, they was trying though. They was trying. As long as they, you know, they play hard, so that's all you can do. You know, as long as you hustle and play hard, you know, that's, you know. Yeah, hey, I, I hey, kind of look, look, look. Now, Jay Wan, tell <laughs> everybody a little bit about yourself uh, and the position Jay that Wan. you play. Jay Kwan. Jay Kwan. This is Jay Kwan. Jay, Jay Kwan. It's a cue. Yeah. I thought it was a cue. He sent it to me wrong. I apologize. Jay I was Wan. Right the first 
But that might be a character I need to create in one of my next books. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. There you yeah. go. And I won't yeah. even ask you for no coin for that little right there. Oh, you look, I'm going to take care of you. I, I got you 2%. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get you enough to get a Chick-fil-A sandwich and a, and a milkshake. Ah, oh, shoot. <laughs> Big spender. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your latest book. Well, my latest book is on hold right now. Um, I'm doing volume two to the first book, Little Black, um, Little Black Book, volume two, and volume mm-hmm. one, Bedtime Stories for Lovers. Um, I just recently moved, and I'm rebuilding my studio right now, so I'm, I'm putting the book stuff on hold for a minute. But once it come out, I'm going to give you guys a call. But it has to be a different type of show because that book is for the growing section. Oh, we can do that. We got you. We can do. We got you over here. Just ask Sean. Absolutely, but you know we have to give you our disclaimer. If it's gonna be nasty, let it be nasty. If not, send they ask the Starbucks for some coffee because we don't have time. Amen. Oh, amen. Oh, it's nasty. (laughs) (laughs) I I like that disclaimer because it's nasty. This this ain't Fifty Shades of Grey. That's for sure. That's why it's called Little Black Book. And and, (laughs) and don't get me wrong. I just feel like there are a lot of authors that are males that write erotica. But then it don't be the same. I think that females write better sex scenes. No offense. I'm just saying. Um, but Yeah, we did have this conversation well, already. I'm just saying. So listen. if it's going to be nasty, let it be nasty. If not, right. go ahead on the cinema for coffee. That'd be okay. So, so <laughs> what I'm going to do is when I get finished both volumes again, I'm just going to send you all a copy. And then y'all let All me right. know. And we, yeah. that's we, right. We, we, we put our review up. But listen, we, I'm right, going to tell you this for sure, though. Listen, I'm going to tell you, when <laughs> when I did volume one two years ago, I done got right. four people pregnant already. So <laughs> oh, be ready. Snap. Yeah. I got a good well, fan we'll base down judge. here. We'll be the judge of that now. We'll, we'll, we, yeah, we're right. very good right. about that. Okay. Okay. Listen, yeah, I'm sending y'all the first two copies out of print then. <laughs> All right. That's it. We book bougie over here, so you know. Well, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to send y'all this copy of Candy 1 and 2 let y'all remember. It seems like y'all forgot. There you go, so no, There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we love oh, wow. it. We love oh, it. So I have a question for you guys. We know you have mm-hmm. a love to give back to the community. We know you have a passion for um, literature and and just um, being able to give your all. But out of all the things that you have done, what is the one that brings you the most? Um, which one are you most proud of? Out of all the things that you have done in your life, what is maybe one of the one things you're most proud of? We'll start with uh, Rob, Robert. Or like uh, just, just you know, like living the dreams or something. That's what you're saying. Nope. In everything, out of everything you've done in your life and your career, mm-hmm. what's the one thing think, that, that you just say, are uh, proud of? I just think being able to uh, travel the world off my talent, you know, um, that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's a great compliment for me to be able to, you know, go to different countries and see all the cultures, cities and places and, to live, all stuff like that. 
Uh-huh. Has, there, has there been a favorite destination of yours, bro? Uh, uh, yes, yeah, Sydney, Australia, and uh, New Zealand. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I don't think nice. you can handle it over there, though. Uh, <laughs> as, as, as far as what? The, the culture, the women, or what? <laughs> just, just the whole just experience, you know, the, you know, the, the fun times, the nightlife. <laughs> oh yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. That sounds right. real vague to me. I'm just saying. Right, you're not specific enough. <laughs> you, you're you not saying, a you're little not bit all the way around okay. there. I, I don't know. We're, we're not getting that. <laughs> I'm not getting that. Hey, so I, I gotta go there. Just, yeah, that that's I not just, registering. It's not you're you're not giving. See, that's this is how word of mouth starts. All you p- uh-huh. people that are listeners and you, you guys are mostly readers, right. this is how yeah. word of mouth starts. So he's supposed to be giving us the kickoff of the word of mouth to make us want to go to these places, but he hasn't done that so far. Okay. Well, so, well, I mean, <laughs> it's a nice place, you know, it's cool. I'll cross that food. one out. Uh, <laughs> nice scenery, you know, but it's a long flight, 14 hours from L.A. So, yeah. Okay. Once you get over there, oh. you'll love it. It's nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've been a uh, year. I was in Germany years ago, so I can kind of relate, man. I could just imagine. I haven't been in New Zealand or Australia, but I'm, I'm heard mm-hmm. it's kind of similar to Europe as a whole, so I could just imagine. Like you said, the nightlife, yeah. the different cultural experiences, the freedom. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Right. And, Sean, what, out of everything that you've done in your life, what is the, the, the one thing you can say that you are proud of? Uh, that was an easy question up until like last year. But I would say first it's a tie. I used to teach years ago. I used to help people get their GED. Uh, I used to be like a TA. They say a TA, but I really used to teach. So I would help mm-hmm. like 50 some, 50 some people get their GED and just see it going from them not being able to formulate a sentence to being able to get their GED. That's like a rewarding and satisfying experience all to itself. Like some of these brothers and sisters are older people. They were brothers, I should say. They were older. They didn't. Like some of them had business but couldn't even read, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. to see mm-hmm. them, to see them go from not being able to read a sentence to being able to read whole books, and it changed their life and the impact that it had. That would easily be the most satisfying. I love to teach, and right up there with that now. Um, last year I restructured my company, Pen and Pen Publishing, to help mm-hmm. other authors put their books out. You know what I'm saying? So. Now to be able to see so many aspiring writers live their dreams based on the guidance and the you know the, the advice and things of that nature that I give them, that's rewarding in itself because at the end of the day, I want to propel this craft forward in more ways than one. So to see them finally get it and it clicks and they call me and they're saying, look, I appreciate you. You know, to see their manuscript come across my desk as just a word format, sometimes written down in damn paper. To see that to go from that <laughs> to an actual book. You know, mm-hmm. in a fight, like three or four months, like you got, yeah, you know, I have like a 90 to 120 day turnaround time. So to see it go from that to market and to see that response from them, that's overwhelmingly good. So, yeah, those two things. I guess that's teaching as well. So I guess it's just teaching. Mm-hmm. I have a question, Sean. This is Tony. Um, with that being the case uh, with you, because that's powerful and that's a great give back, helping, you know, the, the literacy, because there's so mm-hmm. much needed. But when you're actually sitting down and penning a book or anything related to literature, do you keep in mind mm-hmm. the people that actually 
cannot understand the words that you put in. And does that kind of affect the way that you write, the words that you use, the way that you put your book together? Do you ever have that in the back of your mind, just like sitting back there at that last desk in the classroom? (laughs) I do. And even, you know, if you read my book, I kind of, I try to walk a balance. You know what I'm saying? If I'm using a big word or something, I try to put enough context clues centered around that so that they can kind of deduce what it means. Look at me talking about stuff like deduce and context clues. Anyway, I try to <laughs> I try to I try to put enough words around that particular word so that they can kind of find out what the meaning is, even if they don't know. And earlier in my mm. career, I used mm. to like uh, like a lot of my beta readers used to say, "Man, using words too that's too big." But mm. I didn't. I chose not to dumb it down. I chose to add to it so that they could add around because. Part of the process of reading is to learn something. So if I'm giving you words that you already know, I'm not doing my job. Well, you know now, hold on now. Wait a minute. I'm, you know now, I'm, I'm going to get in. Right. I'm going to I'm gonna have to interject. I'm going to have to interject because, first of all, we're going to talk about, and don't send me no emails, y'all, no emails and no inboxes. <laughs> I'm just saying. We're going to talk about these erotic authors that use these large-ass words like they're trying to make love to your mind. You're not doing that. You're distracting <laughs> us from the story. See, if I got to stop what I'm reading to go over here and Google whatever it is, the word you got up there, so I can make Shots sure fired. it fits properly so I can run it back through my mental movie screen, that's too much activity. Now I'm I'm more distracted because I'm like, well, why the hell did you use a word like that? So, <laughs> well, 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 well. If he used the word like learning. that, if he used, it's nothing, but still, it, it's nothing in wrong with though. teaching. But it's mm-hmm. nothing wrong mm-hmm. with teaching the words. But when the word is too big, if it it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit the sentence. And the thing is with readers, we are taking your words and we're running them back into a movie screen in our mind. We're running it back. And so if it doesn't fit, we're going to say, okay, well, what's this word? You're going to go look up the word, and then you're going to read the sentence again. But if it still doesn't fit, it's like, well, why they use that word? They could have used a whole bunch of other words. So you got to be careful with big words. It will throw your readers off. Now, because see, if, if you if you are if the writer done his, has done his his or her job, especially with erotica, if you got all hot and bothered, you want to go and figure figure out what that word is anyway to keep you on point. Mm. So you just learn something, and then you Your have something else to talk about with the rest of the readers. What you nah. tell them is not what makes oh. them hot and bothered. It's what you show them. What you show sure, the reader is what makes them hot and bothered, not what you tell them. If if you say she, her walk was sensual, what was sensual about that walk? If you Fact. show us what it is, we're going to be like, y'all know what? Let me tell you. And then they did this and that. You running it down, and, and that, now we're hot and bothered. But if you just tell us what it is, we can't feel it. We have to be able to feel your pen. But I do get what you're saying. Because if it's used the right way, it will flow. I was going to say before you cut me off, not not saying cut me off like that point, though. Yeah, I did. But what I was going to say, <laughs> what, what, well, you know, you the host, you got that. You know what I'm saying? But what I was going to say is that one place I don't use those big words are is inside my my sex scenes. What I was going to say is I try to use enough big words outside of the action parts so that well I make the action part so good that they don't mind looking up another few words before the action. But in the sex scenes, nah, 
I like sex like I have sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I, I, uh, Amen. Children, look, children, come uh-huh. here for a second. I'm just going to say, like, in my sex scenes, I don't say vagina because that ain't what we say in real life. We say pussy. So that's right. in my sex scenes. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, don't say, uh, I don't say it's well, lamb. No, nah, I say it's dick because that's what we use. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Right. Nobody's going to have sex with all the lingam. No. Preach. You know what I'm Nobody's not here. But I think what I just want to, this is Tony, I just want to piggyback on what Lee said, and I think I can relate to, and I'm going to also touch on what, I think it was Jaquan, you were talking about that Uh as well. We had a famous Mm -hmm. author on the show. I've read many of his books. I'm not going to mention any names, but as soon as he came on the show, we went in, because if I have Uh to be, it's not just a word here or there. Every word in his book, and I know that's not his style of writing, because I've read plenty because we are really right. first here on Let's Chat. Plenty of his words. I don't know if I bought another book of his because all I remember are these huge, and I'm, I'm no stupid woman. I have a college degree, words of my yeah. life, okay? I know right. my words. These words were so astronomical. Let's put that big word in there. That it just <laughs> throws the story off. You know, it really does. And I have no interest. I don't feel it. I want to feel your uh, you author's pen. And it just it it throws you it throws you off because, like Lisa said, it's a movie that we we readers are spinning in our head as we read it. When we close it, we put the movie on pause. We reopen it back up, whether it be a week, two days, an hour later. It resumes. So you have to Absolutely. keep me. You have to keep me in, 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 in entertained with those words because words are powerful and words are meaningful. And words keep you coming mm-hmm. back. It keeps readers coming back if they're put together correctly. Right. And to piggyback off of that and what Sean said, sometimes, see, he, he knows when to use them and when not to use them. Everybody don't know that. Mm-hmm. They just want to use them all willy-nilly. And don't get me wrong now because I, I – I love the passion of an author's pen. So mm-hmm. I like the process. I love the process. And so when they use a big word, if I look it up, I'd be like, that's a good one. That's a good word. I can appreciate when they put the right word in the right spot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I can appreciate when it's put in the right spot. So I do right. get what Sean is saying. I use them, but I use them where they need to be used. I don't use them just any old place. So we appreciate be for that. <laughs> <laughs> now, Robert. Yeah. Say it again. I said the words have to serve the story. Like I'm not just trying to mm-hmm. show off my vocabulary. I'm trying to the words have to serve the story. You dig what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Robert, okay. when you yeah. you was traveling around the world, you was doing your thing, you was hooping. Who was your biggest support system? I want to ask all three oh, of you that. Who was your biggest support system um, when you were doing the, these things, just getting your passion out there? I'll, always my family, brothers and sisters, moms and nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big support so they, uh, system you know, there. Like, yeah. Little league, high school, college, you know, they always supported me. You know, come to my games and stuff like that. You know, so that's my support system. Mm-hmm. All right, Daquan. Uh, when I wrote my first book, I was my only support system. My family mm-hmm. jumped on the bandwagon after I sold 600 copies the first weekend. Oh, but it's all good. <laughs> let me let me get on that train. 
talking about Little Black Book becoming a series on HBO. Okay. That's already in the works. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm just hoping everything goes through. (laughs) No, you got to speak that thing out there now. You got to speak. Don't use the word hope. You got to speak that thing out there now. You can't use the word hope. True. You're right. You guys, I you guys speak that. it up. That's right. You got to speak that thing. I see that's coming oh, yeah. to fruition. Me too. Sean. You're right. Of course, the movies for me. Three years from now, you'll be seeing that, that debut movie with that gangster article on the scene on the on the big screen. That's the, that's the next goal, next phase. Mm-hmm. To have the gangster article brand real big on the big screen, or even a Netflix series. I got some some things in the works uh, formulating. One of my uh, authors I just put out her book Postmortem is primed for Netflix, so we're gonna probably try to do something with that as well. Wow, you guys are busy. And how about you, Mister Rob? I I just want to just do you up another piece of five, you know, live it free and open it and never give up, you know. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, young, see, Rob, Rob already made his money. Right, he like, well, what y'all want to do? That's the thing I wanted to do. He's <laughs> chilling right now. I that I. Yeah, he's he yeah. doing TV, commercials, movies, everything. Right. He's chilling. He's like, I don't know. What, what do you want me to say? There's nothing else there. Not yet. <laughs> So I'm gonna ask you this, Rob, uh, okay. because you you've done some of everything, like you've dibbled and dabbled in some of everything, right? Okay. So I'm a we gonna play like a little. We always like to do something fun, right? So I'm gonna okay. ask you. You are the director of a movie, right? Okay. And in that movie, right. you can have four. Um, actors or actresses, dead or alive, who would you choose and why? That's a question, boy. Wow. Let me go get my team of I ain't know it was going to be quick. <laughs> I 
I get to see four actors. Actors or actresses, actors or actresses, dead or alive, and why would you want them okay. in your movie? Okay, let me start with uh, I got to go with Red Fox, you know, because he's fun. I grew up watching Red Fox. Uh, <laughs> let me see who else. I'll put Oprah in there. You know, she's you know, not an actor full-time, but she's inspiring, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody looks up to Oprah, you know, things like That's that. That's a good uh, one. Who else? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't put me on the spot with this he's one. Dr- he's struggling. <laughs> just give us one more. Just give us one more, Okay, just give us one more. Just give us one more. Just give us one more. Um...
come through for these male erotic authors and put it on down. <laughs> and got <laughs> <that's> this. <laughs> wow, this is crazy. <laughs> I got my popcorn. I got my popcorn in my Are you ready? I got my Kool-Aid. We ready? All right. Here we go. So, say, I didn't know what kind of crazy shit he was into. I had been freaky, or so I thought I'd been freaky for most of my life. But I didn't know what the fuck he was going to do with hot wax and a stun gun. So he laid me on the bed on my stomach. My titties were so big and firm, I was lifted up off to the bed. So he placed the wax in small drips down my back. At first, it hurt like hell, but eventually, I warmed up hotter than the wax, and it soaked my inside. I felt my juices percolating down my leg as each drip of wax went down my spine in tiny little lines. Each time he would drip the wax, he would lick me on the spot beside it. The contrasting felt great against my skin, his tongue in the wax, his tongue in the wax, over and over again. Before I knew it, I was about to come. Just before I reached my climax, he grabbed the stun gun. I looked at him as if to say, what are you doing? But before I could say anything, he zapped me with it. So as I came shivering and shaking, the electrodes from the stun gun shook me as well. The combination between the pleasure and the pain was orgasmic, climactic, heavenly even. And before I knew it, I was coming again. One more. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Against the erotica tale, part two is coming. Y'all gonna want to catch up. Now, we wanna stay right, on it. Right, right. And you can it's always out. put that scene in the book, and we we not gonna ask you for no coin for that one there. <laughs> I appreciate that. Man, yeah, you love it, Mr. Sean. I loved it. Hey, Jay Quine, you next. You next. You next. You get to get a little sample all of that pen right. right there. Oh shit. Hot I ain't no freestyler, but I'm, I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try this. Okay. So, and while she laid there coming again, I took my time and started licking on her neck softly, gentle. And with every moan she gave, I zapped her ass with the taser again. I like to see her jiggle, shake, go into small convulsions. I slowly stuck my finger between her legs. And started rubbing the clit with my middle finger, slowly. I told her to open her eyes so she can see me. And then I zapped her again. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Ooh, I, I, love got I, I love I got a question. I love that. I got a question. And then we're going to bring in the cola. We over here clowning, but we're going to bring the cola in. But I got a question. And y'all all three can answer this. What's with this this men thing? And y'all asking us to open our eyes. What is the purpose of that? What is the purpose? What is the purpose behind the making us open our eyes? Come on, come on. Let us know what it is. Do you don't know? Uh, 
Well, hold up, though. Hey, Sean, you see how I piggyback off of your story, though, and flipped it? I love it. 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 I like for you to know that it's me doing it to you. I, I want to look inside your soul while I'm feeling inside your soul at the same time. Don't get it confused. Mm. I want you to know it's me. I want to hypnotize you with my mm. eyes. Oh, okay. And Sean said, I don't want you to be confused. <laughs> I need you to That's be right, clear. That's right, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the eyes of the to the soul. So like I said, I want to set on both parts of your soul. So, oh. Rob, you want to add anything to that? <laughs> right, you want you want to add anything? You know, I um, I'm like that too. I like you know, I like you to open your eyes and look at me. You know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> now, see, now see, Lee, the next time, the next time they doing their business, they gonna be opening the eyes, taking other ladies in this chat. <laughs> I got, yeah, I got, I got to see you. I want you to look at me. Yeah, I, 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 Let's bring in fabulous Nicola. Hey, Nikki. Hi, how are you? We are good. Thanks for joining us tonight, sweetie. (laughs) Oh, I just came in on some real good sessions going on. I'm like, oh, okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Got wax dripping in here from Daquan. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, somebody cut on ceiling fans and. We got dominance going on and everything. But before we get started, I want you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself, tell everybody about your work, and and, and about Girls Who Brunch. Okay, my name is Nicola Mitchell. I am an author and publisher and entrepreneur. I have 13 books. I'm working on 14 and 15 right now. I have um, a publishing company and consulting firm. Right on promotions and um, strategic connections. I am the founder of Girls Who Brunch Tour, and I am the one who put together this author's versus um, actors basketball game, and that's why we have the great men on the author's team on the line today. Um, Girls Who Brunch. The winners last year. Oh yeah, they're the winners <laughs> last year. They are the winners of last year. And um, Girls Who Brunch, we take girls ages 9 through 17 and give them a girls' empowerment conference. In the last two years, we've serviced 4,500 girls. And the goal of this weekend is to raise $10,000 for the tour. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Now, what made you want to start Girls Who Brunch? Um, because I was an at-risk girl, and I, and I think back to what organization helped me um, change my path and 
decided I could be somebody, and that was Upward Bound with Dr. Sullivan in Las Vegas, Nevada. So I figured that if I had somebody that sold seeds into me, I could do that with some with other girls. I didn't think it was going to grow like this. It was supposed to be a two-city tour added to my own tour. And I think, Jaquan, we're up to like 21 cities for this tour this year. So it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. We have so many different people want to partner with us. We have the city of New Orleans partnering with us for the Essence Festival. We have um, the Black Women's Expo in Chicago partnering with us. We have just so many different great organizations. We have Zane. She's on our advisory board. We have Dr. Teresa. She was on the Obama administration. She's on our advisory board. Um, and then we have all these great men that come in every year for free 99 and get support girls who brunch and just try to help us raise money in all four cause and having a good time. Absolutely. Now you are an author. You got a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous pen, hunty. So tell <laughs> everybody about your your latest work. Okay, my latest book that came out last year was Blurred Lines. It was about a woman um, who went online and a gentleman. It's pretty much a show about how Tinder can go wrong. Now that everybody's um, relying on online dating how sometimes if we're not careful how those things can go wrong. And I'm working on two new books right now. One is how to form a successful nonprofit. That's my um my uh self help book and my second book um that is uh, Disappear Game. So that's my fiction book that I'm working on right now. It's called Disappear Game. Oh you're busy. Good. I know. Yeah. And you have an event coming up. You are always yes. out and about. You have so much going on and then throughout your busy schedule because the writer's life, it ain't no joke. Just to sit right. there and be able to, to pen um, a novel and especially go through them edits, but then you have time to um, help other people sharpen their skills and their pens because you're a coach as well. And then you go out there and you are giving back to the community. So you stay busy. You stay on the move. You stay on the grind. And so we really appreciate you for that. And now, you know, T, I want to ask, well, before we get to the fun question, I want to ask you, what's your vision for Girls Who Brunch? Um, Okay, so recently I've been sick. I've been a little under the weather, so I've been at home a lot. I've been on bed rest. So, you know, when you're at home, you have nothing but time but to think. And I had a dream that I want to have our 2020 Girls Who Brunch event that is as big as Essence Festival here in Atlanta uh, with a music festival component, just a lot of different vendors under one roof, and everything in the name of girls. And eventually I would like to have Girls Who Brunch to be self-sufficient, kind of like Boys and Girls Club and Girls Who um, Boys and Girls Club and Girl Scouts of America and be able to allow girls to come in and for free nationwide without any issues and we could be a resource center. So that's my long-term vision. But my short-term vision is to have Girls Who Brunch 2020 as big as an Essence Festival. Mm. I know your dedication. I can see it happening, coming to fruition. Absolutely. Now, who is your biggest supporter um, when you started out with the Girls Who Brunch? My daughter, Diamond. Mm. That is my biggest supporter. Um, I thought about it. I didn't have a name, and she helped me with everything from um, calling people, calling stores, trying to get donations, trying to – 
get people to speak. She just was everything for me. And, you know, anything I said I needed, she sat there with her for herself and her friends and tried to make it come to pass. And she's also been our host in every city that we've went to. So even if we have an adult or a celebrity host, then she's always their co-host. So she's only 19 years old, but she – we started this two years ago, so she was um, 17. She jumped in and believed in my mission and, and made other people believe in us. So she has mm-hmm. been my biggest supporter. That's beautiful. Yes, ma'am. I love it. I love it. Now, you know, we always have something fun, and you, we know you're always mm-hmm. cooking something in your creative kitchen. So we gave the fellas a, fun, a little fun um, excerpt. Um, we're going to give you the same exit. Now, we're going to say girl power here. You know, girl power, girl rock, <laughs> we got this. Now, we're going to give you the same question. Uh-huh. You're going to take a scene from one of your books. You're going to take two of your characters, and you're going to insert two props, which is going to be hot wax and a taser. Oh, and it's got to be girl power? No, no, okay. no, I'm saying girl power because, you know, you, you, you heard Sean and you heard Jaquan, okay. so, you know, you got to come with it. So they could be like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so, okay. Can, can, I, can, can I find some? <laughs> okay, I got it. Let's go. So you just give us like an excerpt. Just give us a little impromptu, like a little on-spot creative juices flowing, and you could just make it up. Like they, they just made it up, and it was hot. I've I got to say, the guys pulled that off. But, uh, you know, yes, I know did. you can come with it. They, yes, they did. But just insert those two props and just give us a little excerpt on how you would use them with two of your characters. Okay. So we're going to use Deani and Zay from, uh, from over and over again. Okay. Okay, that's my first book. So, Diani walked in the house, and Zay was sitting on the couch waiting for her. He was playing with the candle wax with his fingertips, telling her what he wanted to do to her once she gets out the shower. She said, why do I have to wait till I get out the shower? We could play now. I took a shower at the gym. Taking off her, unzipping her coat, Zay seeing that Diani was fully naked. Diani took her left breast in with her right hand and licked her fingertip, picking up the candle wax. She stuck her finger inside the candle wax and rubbed it on her breast. Kiss it off, she told him. He looked at her. He was like, no, I can't do that. He said, it's going to be hot. Have you tried to dry, Have you tried that before? She was like, well, why are you going to put it on me? Why can't you take it off of me? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, okay, okay. and open your eyes. <laughs> I, I like the fact that she, I like the fact she came from the gym with her coat on with nothing else under. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I need that. I need it. A nice touch. She took a shower through her coat on. Hey, <laughs> Jayvon, I know you want to laugh. You messed up my flow. I can't stand you. My bad. <laughs> I got hot bobbled over here. I had to cut my ceiling fan off. <laughs> got the fans going tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. We want to. Oh, yeah. 
You guys are listening to Let's Chat. I am Miss Leisha. You know, I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We are talking that talk today with the authors from the Authors versus Actors Celebrity Basketball Game. They won last year. We are predicting they will win this year, but we are, you know, we're not really taking sides. But, you know, we That's have to 20. support the pen. That's what we do here. We right. support the pen. Right, Absolutely. right, right. Wait, you see, hey, you, you you got something confused right there. You said predicting. We are the writers. We already wrote the script. We're going to win. Right, 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 right. I don't know if you're missing that. I'm trying to tell people this. I, I like writers run the world. The authors can only follow what the pen says. The, the actors, I'm sorry, can only follow what the pen says. Exactly. Right, 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 right. right. And the authors, they set the atmosphere. They set the atmosphere. Now we got the... <laughs> We got the next, our next guest. Uh, we have Alonzo AJ Miles. Hi, how are you? Welcome, welcome. I'm, how are you guys? I'm good. Hey, welcome to Let's Chat. <laughs> Chat, we over here just having a good old time. We over here having a good old time. We want you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got connected with Girls Who Brunch. Podcast. Um. How did I get connected with Nicola? One of my friends, Demetrius, called me and told me she wanted me to meet this amazing woman. And she writes books, and I um, have wrote a book. And Demetrius wanted mm-hmm. us to link and just network, because me and Demetrius have done a lot of things. We're actually doing some things this uh, this summer up here that's going to be really nice. And uh, she uh, she just hit me up. And after that, she asked me if I wanted to play in the basketball game, and I told her I would come down, and it was cool. But I used to play with Am one and I um I wrote a book called Love or Fear with Your Motivation. So it was like a perfect marriage. It was a good situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And now, Can I, who is your – go ahead, T. No, I was going to ask him, what position are you playing, AJ? Oh, uh, point guard. We won last year. Let's talk about that. Cause I know the yeah, I was there last year. Y'all put the down on them last year. Y'all put the smack they, they down on them. They seem pretty salty about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, hey, look, they so salty. They trying to get real NBA players to come this year. Uh-oh. Oh, that's cool, too. <laughs> I, I heard Rick Fox supposed to show up and, and John Sally. Oh, uh, yeah, they're okay, done, though. Right, so. right. <laughs> they're they they done.
a love-hate relationship, but I appreciate that. <laughs> and to all the guys on the call, thank you again so much. Alonzo, Sean, Jaquan, who else is on the call? AJ? AJ? I'm Alonzo. Yeah. Yeah, that's Alonzo. All right, yeah, I love so you guys. Yeah. Okay. All right, Nick. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Hey, ladies, I have a question. Yes. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh, are we going to have a conversation when the uh, actors come on? The actors will be on have they already Friday. called in? They, nope, they're no, they're coming on we, we got to know, because you know the actors, we're not biased, so I can't say that. We, we don't, we're not taking sides, but we do support the pen. Um, but, yeah, the actors, like we got to nail down who's going to be able to come through. Um, but they will be here next week. Oh, man. they already scared. Oh, <laughs> they, they, oh. We're I didn't even write that in. One of you guys wrote that in, huh? I don't think they're scared. I think they're salty. Like, they're coming to win this year for sure. Last year, I'm just saying, what was, what was y'all doing last year? Did I say that? Hey, yo, they came to win last year, didn't they? They came yeah, to win, did. but they were surprised. They did. Like, it was like, <laughs> oh, they can actually play. Like, it was like, right. you know what I'm saying? It was a shock. Now, they coming. Like, they've probably been practicing all year. <laughs> I, right. I haven't played basketball in four months. Y'all all stay in different y'all all stay in different places, right? Y'all all stay in yeah. different places. So when did you start practicing? We're gonna start with Rob. Rob, when did you start practicing? Is he still with us? I think he we lost him. He'll call back Uh-oh. in. Sean, when did you yeah. start practicing? I started practicing about two months ago to get my win back up. No, I'm kind of a gym mm-hmm. rat, so I was already, I'm always in shape. But that cardio is a different animal, man. I, oof, I got in a treadmill and almost killed me. So I had started <laughs> training like two months ago. <laughs> That's a different animal, though. I was like, damn, like, what the hell? But yeah, because I've been training. I've been training, stretching again, everything, shooting, I mean. And then my son, mm-hmm. he's a damn basketballaholic anyway, so I'm always on point with the basketball. Okay. I'm ready though. This year I'm ready. I want my wind up. I want to play. All right, Mr. Jaquan. Oh yeah, I'm probably gonna start practicing on the 24th. <laughs> you know, because uh. <laughs> How are you gonna start? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not worried about these actors right now. Plus, here's here's the thing. I talked a lot of trash last year, but yes, I didn't even did. get a chance to play because I didn't have to play. Oh, <laughs> the squad! The squad just took care of them the first quarter. I was, it, I was like, I don't need to go out there. It'll be the best. <laughs> yeah, it was already taken care of. got off. Yeah, he shot them. He was shooting from the hot dog stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they saw and a Right. <laughs> now, Alonzo, you just tuned in. I don't know if you were listening to the show, but uh, who was your biggest supporter during um, your and one days and then when you decided to sit down and, and write a book? At the time, it was my ex-girlfriend, probably, but and my parents, mm-hmm. you know, my family. I got a really big family, so we support each other all the time. But uh, during that time when I wrote, wrote the book, for sure, my mom and my ex-girlfriend, 
they helped me write the book. Well, they helped me organize it. I think women are really good at organizing things. So, um, yeah, she, they helped me do that. That was the biggest support in that moment. Um, so, yeah. Always got to have and a good woman with, with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> we, are, we are the influencers. People might say we bossy. I don't say bossy. We are influencers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what good we way are. Good way of using synonyms. We said it. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, I'll give you the muse Like a lot of times Like through relationships I was reading this thing on choice theory Through relationships you find who you are So when you're involved with a woman I literally just had this conversation with a woman Because it's weird to me that women Stay and use the, the, the term I don't need a man Like I would never hear a man say I don't need a woman Like I need a woman for everything I need a woman like I need to breathe So I don't I don't even understand that concept But I think as far as me bouncing ideas and balancing the universe and balancing the universe inside of me, I need that woman. So I can see a muse. I don't know about the influencer part, but for sure, a muse, I need that energy and that conversation to make me, like, understand the whole uh, whole thing mm-hmm. of life. She needs so, to influence you. I, I can see both ways. You, you're just going to stick do. with that influence world, right? Yeah, we influence. <laughs> Y'all don't know, we influence. I think we influence our job. That is our job. That's what we're here for. And to to piggyback off what you were saying about when we say we don't need a man, because women have to be so dependent, independent. I take that back. That we have to be so independent. And I don't get me wrong. There are a lot of brothers out here that do what they're supposed to do. But at the same time, most of the time, the woman is the provider. She is the protector. She is the doctor. She is the lawyer. A lot of ninety. Most people are raised by what? Single parents. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of times, it's that we are so deep and we're so independent. So when we say we don't need a man, it's like I don't need you to secure me because I can secure myself. That's not what I need you for. Now, that's that's not right. I didn't mean though. Because if you I didn't, I didn't yourself, mean the word ignorance, but if you I, secure I just, yourself and she secures herself, when y'all come together, y'all ain't gonna be y'all gonna ain't gonna be nothing nice. But if you gotta yeah, be but, secure, and if we constantly looking for a man to validate us, constantly looking for a man to secure us, that's something that you can do yourself. You can secure yourself because a lot of times you get into relationships because women love deep. We love deep and we love hard. And the thing is, a man well. can't make you happy. You make yourself happy. So I think I think I confuse a lot of things, things though. Well, we have to stop looking. I think we have to stop looking for y'all to do things that y'all can't do. Some of that stuff we I, have to start doing for ourselves. And when yeah, we come I think you confuse it. I think you better. No, I think you're confusing a lot of things. <laughs> like I don't, I don't agree with okay, anything so you're saying. Okay, so we don't need a man. What do we need you right. for? Oh, well, well, you, you got to back well, up well, first. Let me well, let me answer that question. Let, okay, go ahead. Yeah, let, let's answer that question. So who do you want to okay, answer? I'll let you control. Yeah, <laughs> we, we'll start with you. We'll start with you. So a woman says, mm-hmm. "I don't need a man," and you say, okay. 
You do need a man. Okay, what does she need you for? Everything. That she cannot wait. That she can't do for herself. Everything. You are not a man. You do not understand the perspective and the side of a man. To understand the full nature of everything, we need each other. I don't understand why women do a lot of things they do. Just like you won't understand the uh, reason a man do a lot of things they do. It's for perspective and, and, and for spirituality and for the emotional part. Mm-hmm. Y'all talking about mm-hmm. taking care of yourself and bills and all that. Right. I'm way over That's that. I'm talking on the spiritual realm. No, a need is for me to grow and to evolve into a better human being. I need a woman. You need to find that person to connect to, to get closer to God. You cannot get there by yourself. So at the end of the day, I said this, and I think it's in my book, in the search for perfection, we forgot we need each other. They have duped y'all and lied to y'all and confused y'all to believe that you don't need us. And and now now y'all think we raised by single mothers. That's not admirable. Like, that's the problem. Why do we have more single mothers than we have wives out here? If y'all held y'all standards higher, then we will be in a better place. The the, the black, the women is a problem, too. Y'all got to take some accountability in this, too. The black family is shattered. Families are shattered. And that's why the world is in turmoil right now. So the fact that you're walking Mm -hmm. around here saying, I don't need a man, is ignorance to me. Because at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. I need you like I need to breathe. I need a woman because I don't understand this planet or this earth or anything around me without you. And you look at that and your ego says, yes, it's because I'm awesome. But you're not going to understand the side of a man without me. It is a duality. Everything in life is binary, duality, everything like that. So it's one plus one equals two. We need each other. It's not It's not a need like I need you to pay my bills or I need you. No, you need me to understand life and evolve as a better person, just like I need you. Those are facts. So in a, but I'm going to say in a relationship, you should be wanted more than needed. See, when y'all, well, we say need that's a lot. No, 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 wait, no, wait. that's when a lot. When we say need, when we no. say need. See, the funny part is you're not listening to what men are saying. But exactly, <laughs> but you're not listening to us. And that's why when we say it, you don't understand because we're meaning different things, but we're meaning the same thing. If I say no, I don't just want to be right. that I don't need any <laughs> man. Because if that's the case, okay, every man is going to say, just because you have a man, this is what you want to get. And that's not necessarily true. I want to, okay, who's that? Who's that, Sean? Sean, Okay, go ahead, Sean. Check this out, true story. I wasn't even going to say nothing because I wanted to be a surprise. But right now, me and my partner, we're writing a book. So seriously, we're writing a book right now called Misunderstood. It's called The Sad But Honest Truth About Being a Black Man. And then there's another part to the book, all one book, called The Sad But Honest Truth About Being a Black Woman. And in that, we tackle this very thing. Number one, let me show you something. Anytime I hear a woman say that she doesn't need a man, you know what? She doesn't deserve a man because if she does get a man, she's going to run over him because she doesn't understand his value. You know what I'm saying? Because as the brother said, society has duped our sisters into thinking that they don't need a man because they can provide financially for themselves, right? But... Like, that's the last part of a relationship, financial provided. That's the last part of a relationship. That's the brother said again. You know, if nature, you, you can't go wrong by observing nature. If we didn't need each other, then we wouldn't exist. A man without a woman is like a bird with only one wing. It'll never fly straight, and vice versa. You know, we're, we're counterparts to each other. So the fact that we can even remotely say that we don't need each other shows that we're already lost anyway. You know, our family... A family, let me show you something. A community is a system of families working together. 
I mentioned Facts. is a system of communities working together. So if Facts. the family is broken down, I'm that means right now. the community is broken down. And if the community is broken down, that means the nation is broken down. So if you Facts. see the dysfunction in the like America is going mad right now. And it starts because the family has been broken down. If you want to know how Facts. the family has been broken down, particularly in the black community, it is when the men was taken out of the household, either by force or by trickery. But if you look back in the 60s, in the 60s, our families were intact, and as a whole, the black community was intact. But through the 70s, through Cointel Pro, through the 70s, through the, through the 80s, with the crack epidemic, and with the 90s, the prison, the, the, the prison pipeline has decimated our communities because they took the men out of our communities. Now you got little back. boys wanting to be like little girls, and they're trying to normalize it. Mm-hmm. Now you got mm-hmm. women want to be with other women, relationship-wise, and they're trying to normalize it. And now you got Facts. women saying they don't need a man. We have gone mad, and it starts with the family. Back on that, Sean. Okay. <clears throat> to go back to what uh, Lisa said earlier, it's wrong to say you want to be wanted and not needed. People spend more time chasing what they want and not what they need. Facts. You have to be needed. Another fact. Facts. A man is not supposed to take care of a woman. We are providers. We provide the means and resources so you can take care of yourself. Facts. Now, go back to the 60s. Black people have more power in the 50s and the 60s than they did in the 70s, based off what Sean just said, and that's because of systematic programming. The reason why they started saying they don't need a man because they started pushing out that whole independence. Uh, Songs that came out that everybody was singing. You need a man like we need you. Facts. Mm -hmm. Systematic programming broke up the families because the, the strength of a black man is his woman and his children. Facts. We can't survive without that. And they've been slowly trying to tell people this in movies like Roots. When the baby was born, they held the baby up to the, to the moon, right? Mm-hmm. That's our strength. Mm-hmm. Our strength. Without y'all, we don't our Feminism is well, ruining America. Let, let, let me interject for a second. Seriously. In, no, in wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, let me show hold, you on. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Now, wait, wait. Let me interject real quick. Now, okay. we, when we say, when I say be wanted and not needed, when I say need, like I shouldn't need anybody to secure me financially, emotionally, honestly. Because a lot of that, sometimes a man can't do that. You looking for him to make you happy, he can't make you happy. You have to make yourself happy. The problem with society, on top of what you gentlemen have said, is the fact that people are looking to be desired more than they are looking to be valued. And so when I say you have to be wanted, when you are wanted, and not needed, that means that not only does she value you, but she desires you too. A lot of times you got these women that they really don't um, value the man. But because they need him to do this and they need him to do that, and they I, I need him to do this. You know, back in the day they would say, uh, I remember my mom, a light bulb. She was like, well, he's going to be here, and uh, when he get off of work, he's going to change it. My thing is, i got to wait all day for somebody to come change the light bulb. No, you get up there, change it yourself. I mean, right. there, there are things that we can do ourselves. 
and, and, and that a woman's independence is a necessity for her to be whole, and that's another problem. Independence. We all up in these relationships and all up in these marriages, and nobody is whole. So that means that two think broken people coming together, and they're only attracted to each other's brokenness. Okay, I want to jump in. I, I think independence is the wrong word. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with semantics, but it's very important. You know, I, let me say address that feminism thing really quick. Wait, wait, let's um, see jump in. Let's see jump in. Go ahead, okay, jump in. Okay, I, I hear what everybody is saying, and I, I have to agree with the, with the gentleman on this leash. Um, for those that don't know, you know, I've shared my story plenty of times, and I shared a little bit with Sean. I've been married September 26 years. And um, I've never said that I don't need a man, but I do have a man, and I have a strong black man. But I think, you know, you have to compliment each other. You have to bring certain, bring your strengths to the table. And sometimes you have to compliment the other's weakness. But I know that right. as as the, the man of this house, he's not just a man in the house. He is the man of this house, you know, in right. order for him to function. His family made him become the man that he is. His family went out because he had to provide for us. My husband allows me to live my life, allows me to, my kids to live our life without many cares because he takes care of us. You know, I love him. He loves me. I don't, we, we need each other in order to grow. You know, you don't grow with nothing for 25, 26 Absolutely. years. So we make each other strong. I, I, he has made me appreciate the black man. And I'm, I pray I've helped him to appreciate the woman and me. But you have to bring Absolutely. something to the table, and you have to be able to sacrifice certain things. You have to be able to compromise as well. You have to complement each other, you know, and, and not just run away from the first problem that crops up. You have to compromise. Sure. You have to go through them, and you have to build from it. You know, 25, 25 years of marriage is no, no, no cakewalk. We've not, we've not had our differences. But we right. we conquered those differences, and we right. made each other who we are today. So that's just my take Ms. on it, Miss <laughs> Tony. Miss Tony, you know what yes. I realized? And I'm gonna be What's 100 percent honest. I'm a man. A lot of brothers out here today aren't men. They're males with penises. Because that's so true. whenever you hear a lot of women say that they don't need a man, you know why? Because they never had a man. Because once the woman right. has had a man. Once the woman has had a man, she will always desire a man. Not a penis, not a boy, but a man. Right. For example, Miss Tony, Allah forbid, God uh-huh. forbid, if something would have happened to your husband right now, to, or stifle, I'm not going to put that in the air, but I'm just saying, you know the value of a man, and you will always want and need a man because a man has penetrated your soul, and you know what a man is there for. You know, as the brother uh-huh. said, the maintainers, uh-huh. providers, and protectors of women. You know, a lot of you uh-huh. sisters are saying that because, like the brother said, I'm not going to say feminism is one of America. I'm not going to go that far, but I will say this. A lot of sisters have picked up a feminist mantle that doesn't even belong to them. Feminism was a mm-hmm. white woman's struggle, a middle-aged white mm-hmm. woman's struggle at that because, you know, black women, hell, a black man didn't have rights at the time the feminist movement came upon. So you know a black woman didn't have rights. Guess what didn't get lost in the sauce? While feminism mm-hmm. has a lot of black women saying, I don't need no man. You ain't going to hear too many white women saying that. She, a white mm-hmm. woman, shit, look. She, a white woman could be the whole of Babylon, but guess what? She's still going to have a man and desire a man because one thing didn't get lost in her thoughts when they said feminism. She still knows she needed a man. And uh-huh. that's, that's, that's the technology that got pulled in our women. You know, uh-huh. a lot of these uh-huh. women aren't stepping to the plate and being men. So, of course, because, you know, we just did a study in Don Diva Magazine that said 
more black women graduate college than any other group in the planet, right? So right, they're women. Women. Like, what are they yeah, fighting? So what right. rights are they fighting against? Right. They're winning in every aspect of life. Yeah, they're uh-huh. winning in every aspect of life, bro. So <laughs> if, women, if more women are graduating college at a higher level, that stands to reason that they're going to get better jobs, ideally, and who is going to make more money. If you got more women, black women graduating from college, and you got more black women going to prison, there's a, there's a shift there. There's a dichotomy. There's a, a gap. So if there, it stands to reason that more black women are going to make more money than the average black man because they're graduating college Back. to educate themselves. And, so, and, and that makes them not respected, too. Absolutely. So that makes them not re- – well, well, hold on. If she's unconscious, she's not going to respect us because America has raised a trick culture where women only feel like, yo, I only want a man who can give me, give, give, give. So if women have a mind state that they only want a man because of what he can give them, and our black men are in a position not to give them much financially, but, but on average, then of course she's not going to value him. You see the you see the mm-hmm. excuse my language, but you see the fuckery that we fell into. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's like a we cycle. Need each other more than ever. Yeah, we, it's, it's a cycle. We need each other more than ever. Absolutely, I think, we do. You know, but I just, I just, I I just want to say this. I just, you know, I, I, I just want to say this. I, can I? Go ahead. Can I say something real quick? I just want to say this because I think all of you women have very powerful voices, right? So right. y'all do girls mm-hmm. and brunch. Women listen to y'all. Words are very powerful. So if you consistently say, I don't need a man, and then no matter how it's perceived, right, like how you're breaking it down, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But no matter how it's mm-hmm. perceived, the little girl hears, I don't need a man. And that takes mm-hmm. and runs with everything. You have to be mindful of the energy you're putting into the universe. You've got to be mindful of the things that you're saying because our words and everything manifest our reality. So then you're putting Absolutely. bad energy out there because you don't understand that what's really going on out here. Like all these things, mm-hmm. are, like he, they went all the way back to the sixties, which is right. But it goes further back than that. All these things was designed. We y'all never questioned like why they only want the black family to us uh, be shattered. Why they only want us beefing? They don't care about Latina people. They don't care about uh, uh, Mexicans. Right. They don't care about Asians. It's a reason they want our part, our family shattered, and they did that on purpose. They, they every position you in right now is all by design. Mm-hmm. So, so right now you got to be careful and mindful of what you say and the stuff you put into the universe. And, and when I say you don't need a man, I mean as far as there are a lot of men that take advantage of the um, boys. Okay, boys. Yeah, grown take boys. Advantage. They take advantage That's of cool. a treasure. Mm-hmm. Your woman is a treasure. The woman is backbone of the family. She is the backbone. She she keeps it running. Even if you look at your mothers, your mothers keep the family running. You make sure your husband is straight, your kids are straight, the house is straight, yada, 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 and she'll go out to work if she needs to. But in today's society, most women have to be the providers. They have to be the protectors because the men are not there. And a lot of times, yes, it's because men don't have the examples of a man to show them what they need to do or be. But the problem is, even with that, we have to teach our young girls that you have to keep your independence. You have to keep your independence. It's not saying you don't need a man like that, but you have to know uh-huh. that you have to secure yourself. Because a lot of times when a man feels that you need him, he mistreats you. And don't say you don't, because there are a lot of them that they will mistreat you. And so if they, if they know that you can secure yourself, he, he comes it's, at you a little bit. Everything different. you're saying is hilarious. 
Like I, I love y'all. I, 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 want, I want you to understand what you're saying. You just said all this, and you saying the the problem is is we got a lot of grown boys out there. So the problem yeah. is is we need to be talking to these boys and teach them how to be a man, right? But your your so thing went right back to the little girl. So no, no, what y'all going to do about it? You just said it's single women out there. It's single mothers. So what are y'all but doing y'all about it? y'all are men. Like, like, y'all are men. No. Y'all see so the fact of the matter is, y'all like at some point, you, you have to be accountable. If the man's not there, you have to raise the boy right. Okay. You have to raise the right. If the man's not there, what do y'all at what point is, are women accountable? What well, do y'all say? Let me explain something to you. Okay, that's a good point. Good question. Both of y'all are saying a valid point. What we have to understand is this. We all have to take accountability because one comes before two, even in a dictionary. So as you said before, if a woman is broken and she gets with a whole man, either she's going to break him or she's going to become whole. Same thing with the man. You know, the fact of the matter is this. I tell my son, don't never forget, you are the prize. If I had a daughter, I would tell her, never forget, you are the prize. So now, our sisters, let me explain something to you why these sisters keep attracting these men like that, right? If you are here, we're going to keep it a band. If a woman is out here with a damn toe showing, her cleavage out, her ass hanging out, right, you're only going to attract mm-hmm. a grown-ass boy because that's, by the, by, at the end of the day, we're still human. And by nature, we are attracted to those feminine things with the woman. So if a woman wants to attract a man, then she has to be a woman first. I was having this conversation mm-hmm. with, a, with, with someone the other day. If you want to be a wife, you don't, get, you don't become a wife overnight at the ceremony. You become a wife even before you, become a, before you find your husband because – you have to be that. If you want a man, you got to be a damn woman. So a lot of mm-hmm. men are masquerading as boys. Excuse me. A lot of boys are masquerading as men, and a lot of little girls are masquerading as women. The fact of the matter mm-hmm. is, if if only if you're trying to attack, if you're trying to attract a damn lion, excuse me, if you're trying to attract a snake, then when you get a snake, don't expect him to be a lion. You know what I'm saying? We got we all have to take accountability, even men. We have to be careful what kind of choices and then we choose. We can't be wife and strippers and then get mad at them when they strip. You know what I'm saying? Facts. We can't. We mm-hmm. can't. And, it's, and it's not being judgmental. It's just <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's just Yeah, you can't. So we all have to take accountability. It's not that men are dying and women ain't shit. Excuse my language. But we all have to mm-hmm. take accountability for ourselves. We have to be whole before we want something whole. You know? And you're not going to attract. So my ex fiance is like, oh, Lord, anyway. My fiance was a beautiful woman, right? Intelligent as hell. So when I was away, she was like, I can't find a good man. I'm like, but look how you dress. I'm like, you fine. You got a small waist, ample hips, flat ass. If that's all you're accentuating, that's all a man is going to see because that's what we have been programmed to do by nature, procreate. So if you got your body on display before you got your mind on display, you're going to get a body man. But if you got your mind on display first, then you're going to attract an intelligent man. So we all have to take accountability for our choices, man. Back. You know what I'm saying? And, and the accountability man has to take we also. We reach back to the girls. We reach, we reach out to the girls because the girls need to be loved on. They need to be loved on. They need to be guided because some of them don't so have So boys that. don't need to be loved on. But women are on top of every. Y'all winning everything right now. The boys okay, are failing. The boys are committing suicide. The boys so are doing that. You keep saying the girls need to be loved in. But the boys need to be loved on. What are men going to do to band together? Because we can't. We can, like do, we can teach them. Uh, we can teach a boy. I can teach my son how to love. I can teach him how to be a good person. I can teach him how to work hard. I can teach him how to have integrity. But I can't teach him how to be a man. He can only learn that well, we from can, another man. 
So that means when mm-hmm. we go and we reach back and we take these young men, we can only teach them so much. We can only show them so much. Y'all men mm-hmm. have to reach back to these boys. It needs to be and how it needs to be. So that's why when I say right. what are y'all going to do about it, I, What's the I agree with what Where you're saying, and on? and most and most men. Mm-hmm. Well, where I'm at in Atlanta is seven brothers, and what we do down here, we always get all the neighborhood boys and take them out and do stuff, fishing, camping, go to the museum, help them with their reading, their writing. We all do that, but in some cases, mm-hmm. we have problems where if the child needs to be disciplined in a certain kind of way, not physically, even just a, a good scone talk to, the mother will intervene and she wants to protect him. And a lot of women do that, and that's how you create these grown boys, these mama boys, because you won't let the boy grow up to be a man. They overprotect Absolutely. the child because mm-hmm. the father is not there, so they overcompensate with that. And we, my brothers and I, we, we feel that every time we try to do something and try to teach this young boy about being a man, like anything simple, a little boy could fall, and then he wants to cry to his mama, and we like, nah, get your ass up and get back out there. You ain't running to your mama with that. We got plenty of mothers uh-huh. that come into our little our little games and, and want to come in there and hug the boy, and that's how you, you get him to be all feminine. So we have mm-hmm. to work together. I, I agree, agree with what you're saying, but we have to work together to get I these agree. grown boys to become men. See the I think men need. I think I think men need to be more accountable about this too. Like we have to understand the damage we do to women when we when we cheat on them, when we go around just smashing and all that. Like we're living, but if we don't understand the damage that we're doing to women, that like it can lead to something like a, a woman in her thirties doesn't have any trust or anything in any man because they've been done wrong so many times. Women have to be I'm accountable for their that. choices. Women need to be accountable. I was gonna. Huh? Yeah. Need to be accountable for their choices. Yep. Yeah, they need to be. So they get mad because, like, I'm a single mother. A man ain't here. But he might have told you I never wanted a kid. He might have told you that I don't like you like that. But because you got pregnant and he does need to take care of his situation. Be granted, I'm yeah, not saying he doesn't not be. But you have to be better with your choices. You don't. You don't ever. Mm-hmm. You don't ever hear women say I made bad choices. And a lot of times, that's not true because we say it all the time. But at the same time, y'all men or these boys, when I say y'all go out and reach back, a lot of times um, you have a lot of these boys that get with females for a need, a need of a place to stay, a need for this, a need for that. And the problem with that is if she is saying, I'm giving you, she already has, she's already got daddy issues, right? Because nine times out of ten, the daddies aren't around. It's rare. You have some occasions where they have both the mother and the father, but sometimes they don't. So if she is saying and has her heart in her hand and she's giving it to you and your intent is not to do right by it, then at that point in time, you have a choice as well. And not only do we have to be responsible for our choices, just because she's giving you her heart does not mean that you have to take it, especially if your intent behind it is not going to be right. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of men will still Not one time have you said women need to be accountable for anything. They'll they'll get her (laughs) pregnant, and it'll be like, but I didn't really like her like that. But she was offering you her everything. See, when we love, we love hard, and we love deep. And so we get But that's your fault. That's your fault, though. It is. You've got to be accountable for that choice. Because a lot of girls have intent to trap you. 
Like, they be like, let's just be friends. Let's do this. We cool. I understand. It's cool. And then they get pregnant and get mad. It's like but right now, at no point that. have you blamed. Everything you keep saying is a man's fault. That is ridiculous. I didn't say, I didn't say that. That's not what I said. Every time I said, you speak, you keep saying it's a man's as fault. Well, but men have to be responsible <laughs> as well. The intent. When you move and you move with intent, that means every step you meet, you make, and everything you do has power and meaning. So therefore, the women intent move with intent is not there with being with her in that way. As a as a, think, a male, as a man, you should say no. That means don't put right, yourself. Right, but do you think women do that? Pregnant. I tell my son do this think, all the time. Don't put yourself do you in think, a position where you have to fall back on a mistake. Stand do you up think and, women and, and have any bad intent? Do women have any bad intent? Do women? Of course. That's why I'm confused. At. Of course. It's so, been bad, bad intent you, on both so, sides. I mean, there's bad intent right. on both sides. <laughs> But y'all, and, you and as the saying men, that women as the, have to make better choices, not just women. They do. Men have to make better choices too. They have to walk that, with on, on this conversation. integrity in everything that they do. And we don't. I they don't disagree. But men, on this conversation, you, the men. For us the, to the men have have admitted everything. You want a woman to respect you. You want a woman to to feel that, right? That means every step you take has to be with intent and power, has to have a meaning behind it. So that means the way you move and the way you do things, that shows. And that's what you want to show us as women. That's what yeah, you but, want us to the, see, that every step I make as AJ, I make with purpose and intent. Everything. My right. steps are powerful. I agree with that. But therefore, any woman that comes around you, she's going to feel that and see that. That's, that's instant respect. But if your steps are not ordered, if they're not made with power, if your intent is not there, if your integrity is not there, you can't get mad. I'm not mad. What I'm saying is on this conversation, every man who has spoke, has basically took responsibility for our actions on hurting the women in the community. But every time you said something, it's been like, y'all men need to do this, and we need to protect these little girls. And it's like, we think the same thing. We need to protect the girls. We need to to do everything, and and we see the the disconnect. It's like sometimes y'all can't see the disconnect. It's like everything's our fault, and then y'all not even giving us a chance. So right now, it's like like you got people telling little boys that their masculinity is toxic. Like, everything they do is rape culture. Like, everything, like, as a man, y'all literally making every dude a beta male right now in society. Yep. So when, you, when you're saying this, when you're saying this stuff, you, and you keep saying we need to protect these girls. Not once did you say we need to get in these boys and protect these boys. Why do you and think that's I what's alarming to me. the plan? Why do you think I asked oh, what's the plan? Because we like can't, said, we can't teach these boys the how to be men. We can't teach them that. We can teach them how to be kind. We can teach them how to save a coin. We can teach them how to wash, how to take care of themselves. But being a man is not something that we can teach them. So men have to come together. And there are some that do. Like the one brother said, we come together with seven of us. We make sure that we are showing them because we know they don't see it. But there's not enough men that do it. It's not enough men that do it. Yeah, I agree with that. All I do is work with kids. It is a lot of men out here who do that. Like, I, that's what's confusing to me. Like, everybody on this phone most definitely is out here talking to these boys. I just went and spoke to some boys two Absolutely. weeks ago about 
about being an empowered man and understanding you are the head of the household. And when I told them the head of the household don't mean you control everything, I told them uh, you could be the captain of a basketball team and not be the best player. She can shine as much as she wants. But at the end of the day, you need to control the situation and make sure everything is good. So I do mm-hmm. that. Everybody does that. It's a, all my friends do that. That's why I be confused. Like, what are y'all talking about? Because that's all I see. But I, I guess I surround myself with those type of people too. So I have to take myself out the equation. But what I'm saying so in this conversation, yes, what I'm saying in this conversation is we keep speaking on just accountability and everything. And right now, and just me being honest, right now, black women and women, y'all are winning. Y'all are on top. So right now, y'all need to come to us. We all need to come together and talk and figure out how we're going to do this because there's no connection. It's a disconnect in the black community, and the black family doesn't exist, and that kills us as a culture. My boy called me the other day and told me, you got to uh, – don't don't lose the village trying to save the world. We got a lot of people fighting for mm-hmm. rights everywhere else in the world, and we're not fighting for our own uh, home uh, at home. If y'all really want to be about Wakanda, Wakanda shut everybody off from the world until they built their nation up to build uh, to be the most powerful nation. We're not doing that. We're still trying to help everybody else but our damn selves, and that's a problem. And we can't Absolutely. do it by being arguing and not and not really listening. Yeah, people can. people people listen to react and not listen to understand. Absolutely. I think, you know, I think a major part, you know, I hear, I hear whatever, this is Tony, I hear what everybody oh, said and everyone has their valid points, but I think in the, at, in the end, you know, you can't continually lump everybody in the same pool. You have to approach each person individually. You know, you just have, everybody's different. You know, you just have to approach each situation differently and not the same. Otherwise, you're going to repeat the same cycle. So the cycle has to be broken with individuality. That's what I said before and I said one coming before too. You know, Frederick Douglass said that that we must hang together because if not, we more surely would hang separately. So I think we need Mm -hmm. to realize that I wrote an article, you can Google it, it's called Black Men Have No Allies, right? And basically what I'm saying is that we don't have any allies. Nobody rides for us. Our women trying to defect the other races. You know what I'm saying? They're putting their back on it. Like, at the end of the day, they're trying to defect. Mm -hmm. Because again, we we had we had a wartime situation. Real talk, the way things are going right now, in 30 years, if we don't if we don't do a, a, a drastic change, in 30 years from now, there will be no such thing as a black man. If there's no such thing as a black man, there will be no black family. You know what I'm saying? But you know, sure. So, right. But you but you know, Sean. And you know, I was I was. This is still Tony for those that may not recognize my voice yet. I was raised. Right. I'm an army brat. So my dad has been in what? the army my whole life. So my mom has always been the head of our house. So I took mm-hmm. that was the norm for me, but I had to no, break that cycle once I got married because when I tried to do the same thing that I grew up seeing, there was a conflict. So I had to reevaluate my whole household. And when I came to that conclusion that that's, that's just not right, you know, my life felt a whole lot easier than that after that. But it's, you have to, it also starts with the way you're brought up. You know, you see certain exactly. things and you may think that's the norm, but it's on you to figure out what works for you. You know, and when you know I stepped back and let my husband be the man in his house, my life was a whole lot better. And you know what's crazy, Miss Tony? First of all, I commend you on that because a lot of women, what they'll do instead of, of making adjustments within themselves, they'll think that something is wrong with that man, and then they'll leave him, and then they'll go to the same thing. And when they, when they keep approaching men, they'll keep changing that until they get a man that they can emasculate and then be what they want it to be instead of changing because relationships are actually mirrors. 
you find out what you need to do for yourself to improve yourself through your partner mm-hmm. and the type of partner that you select. You know, we, we got mm-hmm. it all screwed up out here, man, real talk. And, um, like, I hear a woman say, you know, I don't want to lie. I let you be the man. Nah, you don't have to let me be the man. I am a man. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, 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 what, so, you know, what did you let me do? I've been fortunate. My mom, words my mom, are powerful. Mom, words are powerful. <laughs> right. You know, I'm a wordsmith, so I pay attention. I'm like, no, you don't let me be the man in the house. I am going to be the man. I am a man. And if I can't be the head of this household, guess what? I have my own household and be the head of that one. You feel me? But uh, right. my mother my mother and father was together. And I know my experience is different, so this is why I think like this. But my mother and father was together. You know I mean? My father got killed when I was eight. My mother remarried. Mm-hmm. When my mother met my stepfather again when I was 11. They got, she remarried when I was 13. So I've always seen, let me tell you something, I've never even heard my mother cuss at my daddy. You know what I'm saying? I never heard my mother raise her voice at my daddy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And my father, the same way. I never heard my mother raise her voice at my father, but definitely cussing. Mm-hmm. But you see these women nowadays, they cussing at their man. They're doing all kind of like, call them all kind of names. They didn't want to talk about respect. No, nah, that's not, nah, you know, that's not the way. But uh, anyway, my relationship dynamic is going to be based upon what I saw growing up, as you said. So I know what right. role a man is supposed to have in a relationship. A lot of women, we talked about single parents earlier, single households. If you didn't see mm-hmm. your mother interact with a man, how are you going to learn how to interact with a man? You're going to be lost and vice versa. Right. So right. as the brother said before, we, we, we trumpet the single parent stuff like it's the norm. Well, that's, that's not right. I mean, hell, we could drive a car with our feet, but that don't mean that's what we're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. got to realize that's dysfunction. We don't claim and own that shit like a badge of honor. We need to change it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we fight it. for it because it's a know, part of it. We fight for it. Like Dysfunction comes from lack of wholeness, and that's what I was saying. Indeed. If you're not whole Indeed. and she's not whole, you're attracted right. to each other's brokenness. Once healing Absolutely. happens, that relationship is going to break because you are not whole. Yeah. You are not complete. And we have to work on ourselves um, I mm-hmm. love to listen to Pastor Toy Ray Roberts. He talks about there are five points that you should hit before you talk mm-hmm. about being in a, a relationship with somebody. And a lot of times we get so we stop at chemistry. But the thing with chemistry is you can go outside and have chemistry with about 50 different people. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if you are not right. whole, if you are not whole within yourself, it doesn't matter what man you get to. You're going to be emotionally hopping. You're going to be relationship hopping from man to man to man, looking for something that he cannot give you. So when I say you have to secure yourself as a woman, you have to Mm -hmm. secure yourself and stop looking for them to give you something that they cannot give you. Some of that stuff comes from you. You have to clean up your emotional basement. You have to be able to, and security, being able to secure yourself is part of that. Not saying not letting a man take care of you, but your world ain't going to fall apart if a man doesn't. Why? Because you've secured yourself. You have your foundation set. But if you get in a relationship and you don't have that, you looking for him to give you things he cannot give you, especially if he don't have them. And so when I say secure yourself, we have to learn how men and women to secure ourselves before we go to get in and combine with anybody. And the thing is, just like we know that the black man is under attack, y'all say that the black women, we win it. But that makes us a target as well. That makes us the number one target because if you want to break a man, you go after his woman. 
you want to break a that. man, you go after his children. So when I say women need to keep their independence, it's not saying you can't be married. It's not saying you can't respect your man. It's not saying your man can't be the head of the household. It's not saying none of that. You have to have your mm-hmm. independence. You have to have that. That's part of being a woman. That's part of you on the inside. That's part of your True. foundation. You have to secure it. Right That's part of your security yeah. as a woman. You got to secure mm-hmm. yourself, but they're not. Well, right, but they're not. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, the more whole you are, the better your choice is going to be, the better person that you are. Independence shouldn't be a bad word. For example, my daddy. When I was like five, my daddy took my, mo- my mother and both of my sisters and my brother outside and taught them how to change the oil on the car. I'm not talking about put oil in. I'm talking about drop that damn pin, unscrew that thing, and change the oil, change the tire. My sister knows how to do all of those things. But guess what? She lets her husband do it too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm attracted uh-huh. to strong women personally. I don't want a weak woman. I want a woman who, but I'm building a legacy. So if something would have happened to me today, I need her to be able to fall in position and, you know, keep what we built up for, for the sake of our children. You dig know what I'm saying? But uh-huh. by the same token, I don't want to have to fight her at home. I don't want to have to fight to, to exert my manhood, you know what I'm saying, or to, to be my holy me. Independence shouldn't be a bad word. I agree with that. But we must understand that the technology going on in America today has made independence a bad word unless you put it in the right context. You know, like... And I think... One, last one, night, what? Well, I, I think, ultimately, you know, before you start, before you receive a partner, you have to act, you have to know what it is you want in a partner. And quite frankly, her looks or whatever is, should be a last thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think and also what like Lisa is saying is that you shouldn't have to have a man to validate you. You shouldn't have anyone, man or woman, to validate you. You know, you should be able to validate yourself. I mean, what does that mean? I mean, I agree with that, but, like, to, what does that know, mean? To like, validate, to, you know how you got some men to, that can get to some men, not all men, or boys, we'll say boys, an affirmation. You. Now, you know, everybody has a love language, right? Most of the time, right. a love language is a man. If you touch a man and you tell him he's awesome, that's affirmation, right? But the problem is that we get wrapped up in that being the only thing. And so we're not secured. We're looking for that other person to affirm us, to validate us. And the thing is, you have to affirm and validate yourself, and the other person comes as like like jewelry. You know what I'm saying? An accessory. It adds to what you already have. He can't give it to you. I feel... I feel you, but what I'm saying is, in that situation, why is it just attached to men? Like, you don't need anybody to validate you. And no, I, think I said you men or women. You, no, when, what I'm saying is when you attach it to you, you don't need anybody to validate you. But when you attach it to men, it's like it's an attack on men. Because you don't need anybody to validate you. I don't need you to validate me or tell me who I am as a no. person. But exactly. when you attach it. When you attach it to men, then you're saying, I don't need a man because I don't need you to validate me. Then I don't need anybody because I don't need anybody to validate me. Do you understand but what I'm saying? A lot, saying? Of, women like a lot of these young girls don't know that. They think that their know. validation and their somebody on the I, outside I, has I disagree. to confirm who they are. But, but a lot of times they're looking for somebody I don't, to I don't see, see that. And you that's part of securing yourself to know that I don't need you to tell me I'm awesome. I don't need you to tell me I'm 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 great. I don't need you to tell me I'm this that that's and the other. I already but know. But what if I do? Me. Right. That make as a like, man that makes but, me feel like so, you don't want me to compliment you. That means you shouldn't be in a relationship. No, I think you do. 
You need to you know, know me, I like, think I, you get it you, together you, for yourself first. You don't want me to tell you I'm awesome, so I messed up. I'm wrong for saying, man, you're great. No, well, I don't see, need you I to validate it's, me. No, not like that, but <laughs> no, it's I think okay it's in the self-perception. Huh? I, I think it's all in your personal you know, misconception on how you use the word. I mean, each person has their own personal, the way they perceive things. And it's all a personal, you know, how you perceive it to be, but that's not how we meant it to be. So it's all in how you're receiving what we're trying to say. So it, it's, it's your reception everything of is what perception. we're trying to say. Right. Every, perception is reality, but like we're, uh-huh. we're, we're all smart on this phone, right? We are intelligent uh-huh. people. We live through life. We do a lot of things. But do y'all think the majority uh-huh. of the world is smart and not impressionable? Like, they use things. That's, I'm not speaking yeah, on me. I don't care about it. Yeah. The, the majority of the world is impressionable. Oh, yeah. So you say something, and you attach it to oh, something, yeah. and then it, it, it can go everywhere because we're not using, like, we know we're talking to people. You don't have, like, when the, the fact that everybody keeps explaining things is weird to me because I know all of y'all are intelligent. Mm-hmm. I understand everybody's getting everything. But to me, mm-hmm. when it comes to the validation and all that, and what I'm saying, it's, it's a bigger picture because – we're not that smart as a people right now. We are. We follow everything, even the whole Kanye West situation. Nobody think, uh, has free thought. You can't think by yourself. So everything is said is perception based. And, and when you say things, some people might take it the wrong way. And the majority is not going to be on an intellectual level. We're going to follow because that's what they want us to do. Follow, 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 follow. Everything in well, society why? is to why say, do you have I set the trend. Why? Because why that's what this, the whole system. The whole system is set up for us to follow. It's set up for why? us to tell us what to think and not yeah. how to think. Because they want why to control us. Why do you need someone to tell you how to think? That's because, what I'm saying. It's part of the, it's part of the systematic programming. A lot of people don't right. even believe that they have been programmed to think this way. Facts. Exactly. Right. So you got to break that, right? you got to break that by making sure you see yeah, well, well, look, look, like, like he just Securing said, look, look at what they did. Kanye, Kanye West had a free thought, and they jumped all on him because he had a free thought. <laughs> So then that tells everybody else I shouldn't think for myself because I don't want nobody to jump on me. Mm-hmm. It's a hard so thing to break. It's a hard cycle to break. Absolutely. Again, the fathers are gone. Why it's true that a mother is the first teacher when it comes to boys, like where is mom? Again, I have to use my personal example. My five-year-old, I can say anything I want to say, but he's watching everything I do. So if, mm-hmm. imagine if I wasn't around. He's going to latch on to something to follow. So, again, right. if the father's not being taken out of the household, that's going to, be, that's going to leave a whole bunch of lost people. Because guess what? No one needs to follow somebody unless they're lost already. You see what I'm saying? If you don't mm-hmm. have that right. and direction in the beginning, then you won't be so susceptible to follow someone. Like for, you can't listen. I don't give a damn how much lean they're drinking, how much heroin they're doing. Because I had an example. You can't convince me to do that. I don't care how cool you make it sound. But exactly. if I didn't have that, if I didn't have that, someone to give me proper instruction or my own experience, I may be susceptible to that because everyone makes it seem cool. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Always, it, it, for me, if you don't take nothing else from this conversation, always remember this. A, a community is a system of, of correction. A family is a woman, a man, woman, and child working together. A community is a series of families working together, and a nation is a series of communities working together. So if the mm-hmm. family right. is broken, then the community is broken. If the community is broken, then the nation is broken. So if you mm-hmm. want to fix the nation, you have to fix the family. What is the nation right. of the family? That bond right. between that man and that woman. 
So if mm-hmm. we're right. having the same right. man, that family is broken, that community is broken, that nation is broken, and vice versa. And right. how they secure we that bond. Right, so all we're saying is we got to be careful with words and stop saying stuff like I don't need a man or I don't need something about. We just need to start being more careful. <laughs> That's all I the relief because it starts way, right I here. I think it's the way you're receiving well, it. When I say secure yourself, stop looking yeah. for men to the, give you I, things I, that I they totally absolutely cannot yeah. give you. You got to secure yourself before you bring him into your world. You got to secure I don't have a problem with you saying you secure yourself. Because if y'all not both secure, y'all come together, that bond is not going to be there, which means the family unit is going to be broken and the community is going to be broken. So it starts with the individual person. It starts with the kids. It starts making sure that you have that self-foundation. Yeah, we don't disagree with you saying we should secure ourselves, just like you saying you should love yourself. I'm saying the verbiage of I don't need a man is a, a part of breaking the family. Like we have to kill that whole phrase right there. We have to kill that whole thing because that verbiage starts off with breaking and shattering the family. I agree with the, the secure part. I agree with the love part. You gotta love yourself. My book is called Love and Fear with Your Motivation. Right. Yeah, but changing I mean, the, the definition of needing a man, like change the definition. Like right now, the definition needs to be broke no, down don't and say rearranged. It. You just don't need to say you don't need a man. It's false. It's a false narrative. What you're saying is true, that's a false narrative. However, guess what? We cannot be in the now because a lot of women do feel like that. Okay. Who got that music playing that needs to turn that background down? I don't know. It's not me. I don't know. Who is that? Who is that? Yeah. I'm not sure. We have to, um, we have to, um, we, we have to respect <laughs> someone's opinion in order to change it, too. You know what I'm saying? Because if we're talking at each other instead of to each other, nothing's going to change. And if That's nothing true. changes, then nothing changes. So we know that yeah. we know that women are saying that they don't need a man and so on and so forth. And we can we can we can damn dispute them all day, but we have to realize something. A donkey don't know it's a donkey. You know what I'm saying? A donkey right. it is. We're looking at it like it's a donkey. So we have to be a little more empathetic before we teach. You know what I'm saying? You're right. Yeah. People yeah, tell me my delivery is off all the time. So I mean, you're I, right. I think you're I where I think you're passionate with a delivery. I'm just saying that, you know, we have to start with each other instead of adding each other. That's a whole lot. I agree with that. For you, I'm just saying, because I think women honestly do feel like they don't need a man. And like I said before, any woman who says she don't need a man don't need a man, because all she's going to do is break them. You know what I'm saying? Or ask her definition. <laughs> ask her what do you mean? Like like the way you're receiving it. What do you mean you don't need a man? Like get an understanding of what she's saying. Because before right, you shoot right. her down, you have to understand when she says I don't need a man. Okay, tell me what you mean by that, so I can understand right. where you're coming from. Before I say something, I need to have an understanding and know what I so, know okay. what I know. So yeah, I right. agree with that. So so yeah. so we've asked you. Right, and, and you told us what it meant, and then we told you the damage it causes by saying that phrase. So, are you listening to us by by understanding by saying that phrase? It's actually damaging us more. So, would you not use the phrase anymore by us explaining I don't use the how? I don't need a man. I, I use the phrase "secure yourself" before you get a man because you don't need a man to secure you. Because you asking him, we are constantly asking men for things that they cannot give us, things that have to come from us. 
like when he was saying his father took his brothers and his sister out there and showed them how to change the oil. You never want to be totally dependent on anybody. I tell my son that. Women are nice, but never let a woman feel that you need her. You know how to cook your food. You know how to wash your clothes. You know how to take care of yourself. Anything she does for you is extra, but it is not a necessity. Secure yourself. We have to teach each other how to secure ourselves. And that's what I say by you don't need a man. That's my hey, opinion. I, I agree. I actually love this conversation. This is supposed to be an interview. We're going to do a part two. We're going to do a part two. After y'all whip up on the actors, we're going to bring y'all back. We're going to have a part two. We're going to throw some other women in the mix. We're going to make sure some strong women, we're going to throw them in the mix. And we're going to have, we yeah, have a whole power discussion. Check Absolutely. I'm going to show you how crazy that is because up until the brother said it just now, I didn't realize the error in my ways, but it's being honest. Because like my father, my aunt taught me and all my cousins and my brother how to cook, how to wash clothes. Of course, we're always clean. So for a long time in my life, I was like, yo, I don't need no woman. I know how to cook my stuff. I know how to clean my stuff. I know how to do, I know how to do my own laundry and all that. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't until I had a woman that was in my life that was doing all those things and I lost her until I realized the value, that it was more than just those things. It was that and everything else. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I've been a victim of that as well with that mindset because I've been so independent, you know. But it all mm-hmm. it takes is a conversation. That's like when women say, I like bad boys. I had a, I, true story, I had a sister back in the day, and she used to say she liked bad boys. I, I introduced her to a guy, and she said he was too nice. I was like, what you mean? She's like, well, I like street niggas. I'm like, oh, so you mean to tell me that you like going to visit prisons, you like getting shot at, you like uh, holding dope inside the car, not worrying about whether the police going to come, you like worrying about having your door getting kicked in, your kids taking off the foster care. Is that what you mean when you say you like street niggas? I ain't uh-huh. say all that. Well, what the hell you think comes street life? <laughs> but that's, that's what it means. It's like you said, her verbiage. Yeah. Yeah. She wants a no, man. Really, she she wants that. a manly man that's going to secure her. Like, she wants to feel Indeed. secure, and she wants to know she's secure. But a lot of times, right. women, we don't know that. And we go through trial and error before we learn what right. security really is. And That's when I say secure boy. yourself, you can't look for, you get wrapped up with the wrong man looking for him to give you something that you can give yourself. Now, you want right. a... a a strong man, you want a man that's going to secure you. What is it about this bad boy that you like? Not the fact right. that he got money. What is it that you like? What is it that right. draws you? It's their strength. Okay, so you want a and strong man. Strength. And so it's like, <laughs> right, so it's like you can't have, how y'all say, a beta male. You can't have a beta right. male. You have to have a strong alpha man. You have to have a man that is strong. He can't be weak emotionally. He can't be weak spiritually. Right. Has to be strong. You have to be able to match your strength so y'all are equal, so that you feel his strength. Yep. And so, yep. what is weak emotion able to verbalize it? Breaking down, crying. You're not going to be able to understand it. This going to sound like a shameless plug, right? But in skin deep, that's what old girl was faced with. Makita, she was the uh-huh. dude Menelik was like, yo, she perceived him to be a strong man, like. She, she said she liked street niggas, right? But actually, he was just a strong man because he wasn't from here, so he didn't have those same kind of uh, masculinity issues. But in the mm-hmm. end, when she was incarcerated, that's when she had to do the knowledge to her. Like, yo, it's not that I like street niggas. I just like a strong man. So, yeah, in the right. book, that's, that's, that was the journey. That might sound like a shameless plug into a conversation. That's not my intent. Hey, no, that's what we're here for. Shameless plug. Can, can a man be emotional? 
You know what? I, a man, I, this a guy man just needs me. to be emotional. It, he needs to be emotional, but he can't be weak emotional. Not for me. Uh, and when I say what, weak what, emotional, what, what is weak emotional? Some, a weak emotional what man is a man that can't handle emotion. Like you have some men that can't handle emotion. So they have to act out in certain ways in order to gain control. And that's because they can't control themselves. And that, again, goes back to securing yourself. You know what I'm saying? Making sure that he's secure in himself. Because he can't secure me if he's not secure in himself. You see what I'm saying? So, can the man tell you if, you if you hurt his feelings? Like, can he be like, oh, you just hurt my feelings? No, he can, say, he can definitely say that. He can definitely say that. He just can't cry feelings. while he's saying it. No, he can't cry. I, I, po- he can't I posted it. He can't cry while he's saying it. And girls are like, no. Right, he can't cry every five minutes. I don't cry every five minutes. Like, he can't cry every five minutes. You know you got those men that cry every five minutes. That means that's not that you're not a good man. You're just not the good man for me. Because I can't deal with you crying every five minutes. Because I don't cry every five minutes. What do I do? I suck it up and do what I got to do. And I'm going to need you to suck it up and stop crying. Every five minutes, <laughs> <laughs> every five minutes, man, I tear it down. But I have to go. It was fun talking to y'all. I got to call this guy and try to get this deal for the, one of my artists. So uh, yeah, I have to go watch. watch hey, y'all uh, finished about doing part two of this conversation? Yep, yep. absolutely. I got my really calendar good talking out. I got you. Hey man, take <laughs> my email address because I want to be a part of this. Yeah. Who is that? Who is that? AJ? It's Jaquan. 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 Yeah. Hey, okay, Jaquan, I want you to tag me in with the uh, thing, what you do with the little young brothers, too. I want to help. I got some time. Okay, cool. Now, yeah. all y'all want to be help in help, on the conversation. But I'm not in Atlanta. All y'all huh? want to be yeah. in on the conversation when we do part two? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. Why all right. Not? Yeah. Hey, hey Miss Tony, let me say this last thing. I heard you keep saying that women love hard. Men love hard. That's not, not, not that's Leisha. We sound alike. That's Leisha. We sound alike. No, that's Leisha. That's Leisha. Oh, Women oh. love deep and we love hard. We love deep. When I say we yeah, love hard, I mean we love deep. What you think domestic hey, violence is? Hey, man, I think, I think, yeah, men love hard and deep too. We probably yeah, even love harder. Because cause, cause oh, most exactly. men, you would only fall in love with a woman maybe once or twice in your lifetime. Women can fall in right. love over and over again. Absolutely. Who is she falling in love with? See what I'm saying? It doesn't what, matter. What is she falling in love with? It doesn't with? Yes, matter. It does. It does yes, because, see, the one thing is, all right, listen, we have five senses, right? You can control four, but you can't Y'all, control your feelings. You can only we control your actions two. and your feelings. Yeah, so yeah, let's do part two. Yeah, we're going to have to say yeah. Because then we're going to have a whole Let me know when you're ready for my email address. I'm going to get everything from the Yep, I'm gonna get everything okay, from the Oh yeah, okay, get it, get it from the cover. Yeah, that's cool. That's I got, cool. Get it from Sean's um, information, and I have everybody's phone number too. All right, cool. Okay, so we're gonna do a part two, probably in uh, June or July. What's the better month? Because authors be touring. Hey, the sooner the better. The sooner the better. Okay, Sean, you know I have events coming up. I'm willing. Yeah. yeah, Sean, you I'm got events coming up. What you got going on in June? Oh, man, I got a lot coming on in June, but I'm, it's not on this day. We can make time. Just let me know in advance so I can prepare. All right. Yeah. All right, so we're tabling it for part two. Okay. Part okay, two. We appreciate you, fellas. Yes, All right, thanks for having us on the show. You're and very I'll welcome. I'll see you all on the 26th. 
All right. Have a good night, guys. Good night, ladies. Get that win. All right, fellas. Good night. That was awesome, Leash. Yes, it was. It was nice to be able to have that 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 talk and and know that it breaks down to communication, really. You know what I'm saying? Break, mm-hmm. It break, really breaks down to understanding what the other person means when they say stuff. Um, because, mm-hmm. like you said, it's how they're receiving it. I may right. say it, but it you're is. receiving it wrong because you're not understanding what I'm saying. And, and you're saying something, but I'm not receiving it. I'm receiving it wrong because I don't have an understanding of what you mean behind what you're saying. And I think that we right. need to, to, like, be able to break down um, each other. I can't what's wait to just What's being said what's being meant. Absolutely, what mm-hmm. they mean before you just jump off to the left. Mm-hmm. Well, that was good. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Leisha and I will be back tomorrow here on Let's Chat. Yes, Same we are celebrating our channel. 200th episode, which is today. Today is our 200th episode, but we are celebrating that. We're going to celebrate it through the month of um, May. So we are mm-hmm. celebrating that. We've been on almost five years now. Um, a little over four years, like four and a half years. So I'm excited that we are not only rolling on our fifth year, we're at our 200th episode. We appreciate everybody that supports us um, and that supports the people that come on the show. We celebrate literature and arts. We like to do it the royal way, and we love to be able just to come out and have mind, body, and soul moments. Make sure y'all stay tuned. We're going to have part two. This is going to be a mind, body, and soul Segment is going to be in June. It's going to be hot. We're going to have some strong black women up in here, and it's going to, it's going to go down. So we're going to have a good talk. But tomorrow we have uh, the fabulous Raquel Williams. We have Swift Sloan, and we have Seth Ferranti. Um, they both gonna, all three are going to be kicking in the chat room door tomorrow. So we'll see y'all tomorrow. Good night, everybody.